This is the Blended Creole Podcast, where we discuss two lives, Southern and Haitian roots. Join us as we talk about family, investing, and seeing the world. While learning about how we tackled blending our lives, from our finances and redefining our relationship with debt, to our Insta family. Welcome to the Blended Creole Podcast. I'm Jay. And I'm Liz. So welcome to the Blended Creole Podcast. I'm Liz. I'm Jay. And this is episode three. um, And we're calling this uh, episode the Housing Hunger Games to kind of talk about uh, our experience with buying our first home together, um, our first property that's not a uh, rental property. And so I guess we can start off by talking about why we decided to buy a house and probably enter one of the probably craziest times to enter the housing market um definitely the craziest i mean it's the the market was we bought at peak time <coughs> excuse me you bought at peak time as far as uh everybody purchasing properties and uh prices going up um and we'll, we'll discuss throughout the podcast of how we kind of navigated those extreme um overbid overbidders for for properties but um overbidding's uh what do you call it like uh i don't know what you call it what do you mean what are you trying to say? I'm blanking. Use your big words. I'm Use your big words. <laughs> so Use your big words. It's an understatement. Sorry, oh, okay. I was blanking. It's not even a big word. Okay. It's not, yo, <laughs> you are so disrespectful. Okay. Right. Here you go. Go ahead. What you go ahead. Saying? Go ahead. You were saying it's no, an understatement. No, I was saying the understatement that the overbidding was like, that wasn't the only thing. It wasn't just uh, overbidding. It was throwing out all sense of... I guess normalcy in the purchasing process, so no home inspections. Um, yeah, people literally buying houses, um, straight cash, no inspection, no contingencies. Uh, just in this market specifically, um, no contingencies, and we're talking about uh, upwards of of eight hundred thousand, nine hundred thousand, six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand dollars cash for for homes with no inspections and cl- with clearly some damages and. <laughs> um, some repairs needed on some, but yeah, it was a crazy time. All right, so like, let's just get our each of our individual takes on why we decided it was a good time to buy a house. I will say, I don't think Jay initially thought we needed to buy a house. Um, I felt like it was a good time to buy. It was the market wasn't great, but for all intents and purposes, um, I think I was just a huge believer that if we're going to spend a certain amount in rent that we can buy and it turns into something long term as far as an investment that we can come back to, um, that it was worth kind of the process that we went through. And I think when I look at how much we were spending for rent, it was around probably about twenty five hundred, all things said and done. Um, and we were looking to stay kind of within that budget uh if we could in terms of purchasing a house um and we're not too far from it i think in, in my opinion when i kind of look at the look at our numbers um but i also thought we were in a two bedroom two bath apartment and you know covid i mean you got to love everybody but the space I feel like was definitely needed and now that we have this space especially starting the new year where we definitely had to quarantine from each other I can't even imagine how we would have tried to stay separate in that apartment um whereas the house that we're in now there was sufficient space to be able to 
separate people um, and kind of manage that. And honestly, to me, just the space has been a nice uh, sanity check, I think, for everybody as far as space. Jay? Yeah, I mean, I, I <clears throat> initially I, I was not a fan of uh, purchasing a house, especially in this market. Um, you know, with any, you know, any business minded person would never buy high. Um, but in, in these prices were astronomical essentially. So <clears throat> wasn't a fan of buying, of purchasing, um, spending the, the amount of money that we, that we did on the property. But, um, you know, the, the amount that we paid that we were paying in rent was definitely, um, it, it was, it was worth it <clears throat> as far as going out and buying a house. And the only reason it made it worth it was, uh, you know, our, the special circumstance that we have where we don't, we don't, we don't pay property taxes. So that was a that was because we have burden. VA disability. I mean, you keep saying special <coughs> circumstances. People are gonna listen and try to figure out what special circumstance do we have that they think they could qualify for. But well, with they v, with VA disability, you you don't with one hundred percent VA disability, you don't um, you don't pay any property taxes. So um, in certain states, so with luckily the state that we live in, um, you don't need to you don't pay any property taxes. So. That was a huge burden. That was a huge reason. That was actually the main reason we actually b- decided to buy a house. Because um, once the property taxes go away, it's just as much as you were paying for rent. And right now, based on our numbers, we're, what we were paying in rent from what we have in a house, <coughs> we're only paying an extra, extra $400 a month. So it was well worth it to go ahead and, and, and make the purchase. Um, and even at a hefty pri- at a, with a hefty price tag, um, it's still balanced out where we're paying just as much. I mean, almost just as much as we were paying the rent um and and with twice as much almost three times the amount of space so um you know it worked out it worked out at the end um initially i was i was not a fan of it but um, as far as the space is is definitely necessary and definitely needed yeah so i think that was the biggest thing when we first knew we were moving back to the area um we had initially looked to see like what could we buy and this is before uh the va disability was on the table and i think at that point we were just like no we're not buying because what we could afford or what we were comfortable with i think was like a two-bedroom two-bath condo and neither of us are huge fans of condos anyway mainly because the association fees is that they can go up and they they vary whenever whenever the association deems it necessary um and even like townhouses at the time they weren't really it wasn't really in the wheelhouse at that point and so i think for us what it came down to was like okay let's really look at these numbers like jay was explaining and then it it started to make sense that okay we'll put this investment um so i think in terms of what we thought we wanted i thought (laughs) i think we went back and forth initially we definitely wanted a single family house we saw a townhouse that was well additionally we wanted a penthouse this this <coughs> that's me. our dream our dream we property um i'm i'm still not a fan of maintenance and all this other crazy stuff that comes in owning a property <laughs> um but as a man you just kind of have to do it and deal with it with all the stuff that goes on with the acs and all that other stuff so i was i always wanted a penthouse where i could just take an elevator go up and if something happens you know you call maintenance they come take care of it but I got married, so she wanted a single family house. So that was <coughs> initially. I this how I got duped. This how I got duped, fellas. I got duped initially. Oh my god! Initially, she was this like, "This guy." 
Go ahead. Initially, she uh, that was our dream to just say, you know, we want a penthouse, we want a penthouse. But you know, the penthouses around here are just. I mean, you think you we talk about association fees? We thought we hated those. These penthouse fees are like talking about an extra mortgage payment. I'm just trying to make sure he's accurate because I showed him a penthouse that was in a great location, but again, how big was it? I don't remember. It was a three bedroom, two bath, looking at the DC skyline, and of course with a like nice uh, terrace walkout space. Mm -hmm. But see, this is a catch, right? It was reasonably priced. It was like. 400k mm-hmm. right and right as soon as you scroll down on the listing though then you scroll down to look at the condo association fee and it was another like 15 almost two thousand yeah. dollars yeah. so you know for us we're just like look even if you could pay that off then you still are stuck with a two thousand dollar condo yeah. fee that, that can go up I mean, it's not- right um so it's not that the penthouses are not in our cards i think a penthouse i would like to live in chicago i mean i think there's debate on whether or not that weather is for us but i mean chicago seems to have nice penthouses that are reasonably priced that the condo association fees i don't think are so bad they're just as bad i mean they're high as well it's not as bad as here but they're they're high as well um but you know later on down the line i guess we'll figure out if um, what our pockets can handle as far as just where excess, excess ultimately want to be at. Yeah, we'll see. So for now, though, the house seemed to make sense. Um, so yeah, back to the style of house. I the mean, style before, of house. Before, yeah. before you got sidetracked a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we got sidetracked. So we wanted a single family house. Part of it is we do have a dog. So we wanted a yard that he can go live his best life. Um I think we, at the beginning of the process, we weren't too, um, like, we were open to uh, townhouses. And we saw a couple townhouses that were decent sizes, had a nice backyard. And I think also coming to the same mindset of, like, a smaller yard means less maintenance. Um, One thing we did know, though, was that there's a lot of split-level townhouses in this area. So, essentially four level townhouses that are split into i guess they call them townhouse like condos basically because mm-hmm. someone has the top two levels and someone has the lower <clears throat> two levels and although they are nice uh we have friends who has one have uh just purchased one and it's like really nice their kitchen's great kitchen is gorgeous the thing they always talk about is those stairs yeah yeah <laughs> so and we witnessed those stairs i mean <clears throat> just it's a workout just getting to the just living area then having to go another flight of stairs going to a bedroom and having having visitors older parents and stuff like that to come visit and yeah that they wouldn't make it past the first the first level so so and then with those particular styles um they don't have a yard they typically there's no yard space so we definitely wanted just a regular uh traditional townhouse when we were looking at townhouses but as jay just alluded to some of the things we started to think about was hey, having parents come to visit and their ability to get up and down stairs, especially in the sense that most of the townhouses here, the main level is definitely up at least one, if not two flights of stairs. And so for us, we started to kind of think maybe townhouses are not the best option um, for living. And so I think one of the houses that we really liked, we found a neighborhood we loved um, and it, honestly checked all the boxes yeah it was um, fully renovated uh, renovated to our liking to say that 
Um, and it was a ranch. We are talking about the same house, right? Yes. Plaza Lane. Um, yeah, it was a ranch level style home and completely renovated top to bottom. They added an addition. Um, but then the bidding war started. Yes. And what we like, too, is that we all had our own little, like, checklist. And I think the only thing I was not a super fan of was the bathroom. But I was like, we could deal with the bathroom. The bathroom was kind of small. But uh, our son's wish list was to be able to ride his bike, like, in Stranger Things to school. And this neighborhood had two elementary schools where he could have rode his bike to school. Um, But we also love that there was no HOA fee. So. Even though there was no HOA fee, the neighborhood was nice. People took pride in their homes, and it was nice not to think about having an HOA fee um, when we were looking at properties. So this house was only listed at probably, I think, like 600, low 600s. It was, yeah, it was about six, 650, actually. 650? Yeah, it was listed for 650. Um, and we thought... Okay, we can go in here. And this is one. We had already lost a few bids at this point. So this was probably, Did I think. We? Yeah, this was okay. our second or third bid. Probably the second. I don't think we had lost that many. It's two. Well, and when we say lost bids, we were, you know, we were, we're we, we know the market was, was going crazy. We have friends that's in real estate. We do real estate. Um, we knew houses were, you know, and even on the, the news, everybody would talk, every article you would read about real estate, you would talk about the housing prices just going up, going up, going up. Um, and you know, we anticipated it would be some heavy bidding for, um, some of these properties, but we had no idea that it would be, um, in the excess amounts that, <laughs> that it happened, <laughs> that it, that it showed itself to be. Um, we started, uh, like I said, I think this house was listed for six fifty. again, fully renovated. It was a four bedroom, two bath. Yes. Um, and it was only like 1900 square feet in hindsight. Thank God we did not move into that place. Yeah. Um, it actually was kind of small. Yeah. Um, but you know, when we were looking at it, you know, we, you know, anytime you're looking at anything new, you you have pretty much grandiose eyes, right? The so kitchen was beautiful. The kitchen open was gorgeous. It, it, it was everything that we, you know, that we anticipated, you know, that that we thought, you know, a house for us would 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 feel and look like. Um, so we walk in there, we are confident about our bid. We, I mean, we bid what? Was, was that six fifty? We bid what? Six seventy five with an escalation to go up. I think to, to or seven hundred. Seven hundred. We thought we were doing something. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> we, did, we thought we were we thought doing we, something. Yeah, we thought we were. It had a beautiful magnolia tree out in the front of the house. In the backyard was beautifully landscaped and yes. you know, everything that. It, it, was a, it was a gorgeous house. So we go in there. We put our bid for 675 with the escalation clause. And I mean, and, and at this point, people were timing their bids, right? The, real, the, the listing agents would go out and say, listen, we're, taking, we're accepting all bids by Monday. If, you know. Because they knew they would have multiple offers in. They said they were to accept them bids by a certain date and they would just go over the offers. So, you know, Monday comes around, I think Monday, five o'clock or whatever the time was. It comes around and our realtor calls us and says, what well, we lost and tells us. What no, we're. he says that their listing agent called him to ask, did we want to increase oh, our yeah. contingency? Did we want to go up? And at that time, we were like, we still really like the house. And we were like, okay, we would go up to 725 yeah. for this house. I forgot we did say that. Yeah, yeah. 725. So in hindsight, <laughs> she probably laughed at us when she saw the 725 number because she, of course, she has the insight to know that it were multiple bids. 
And this house ended up selling for almost eight hundred thousand dollars, right below eight hundred thousand. So almost we were nowhere close. One hundred twenty, almost one hundred twenty plus thousand dollars over list price. One hundred and fifty thousand. One hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, one hundred and fifty thousand over list price. We weren't even anywhere near wanting to go that high. For yeah, that and, we, and we and we yeah, <laughs> yeah. that it, it was nice, but it was it's not, not that, that nice. The house was not that nice. Um, but that was just the the beginning taste of like yo, we this is. This market is a little nuts and super competitive. We started second guessing whether, you know, we should just wait. pause yeah. and just wait, wait till all of it calms down. Keep looking, but just wait till all of it calms down and and then just go back and regroup and, and, and start looking a little later and, and start making bids a little later. Um, but as time went on and we noticed houses going up and just coming right back. I mean, houses were going to market for it a day. The next day would be under contract. It would already be pending on on Redfin or whatever or whatever other site we were looking on. Um, we were and part of it was a rhythm, right? So they would post Wednesday, Thursday, do their open houses through the weekend, and like by Monday you had to have in your offers. Okay. And when we go to these open houses, I mean lines down the street for, you know, it, especially during COVID time too. It couldn't be multiple people in a house. It would no more than two or three people in a house. Um, so people just waiting outside on lines to see these houses. And I mean, once you look at it and once you dive, dive deep into um, certain houses, you would see that some people bought these houses at two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> and they turn around. It's, the market is hot. They just selling and getting getting out of it. Right. So not renovated, not renovated, no inspection. I mean, we saw another house that we put up in on that we were comfortable um, renovating ourselves. Same area. Actually, it was around the corner from the house that sold for or Plaza Lane that sold for almost yeah. eight hundred thousand, and it was what five five seventy from five eighty. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It was one. five five eighty. It needed a full rent. The house had good bones, but it needed a full renovation. I clearly the people that lived there were old. I think the one of the yeah. spouses has passed away. You know, we thought we were put, we, you know, five eighty. We were like, hey, let's go six fifty. We thought we were doing something with that. Nope. The nope. next day they were like, "Nah, this house, this house is under contract." And I think that house sold for what six seventy five, almost seven hundred. Six seventy five, and I think part of it too was um, for that for this particular market. Despite having um, the VA loan, it was not favored in this particular market yeah, where you true. had so many people that were cash buyers or people putting down really large significant deposits uh we did a hundred percent financing so we didn't put down a deposit so even without putting down a deposit our mortgage payment is still under three thousand dollars and that was part of what we liked about using the va loan and so there were all these kind of not tricks, but ideas that our realtor had that said, hey, you know, you could say how much cash you'd be willing to pay with a conventional loan, even though you're approved for a VA loan. And then once they accept the offer, just switch it over it to, a VA loan. to the VA loan. And for part of us, we were just like, you know, it was always hit or miss, right? Because this was at the cusp of you were still allowed to send letters um, which I think has gone back and forth in terms of whether or not it's worth it to send letters. And our realtor said, you know, you can send a letter um, to kind of highlight certain things in terms of like, oh, you you like the house. You could see yourself there. I don't think we sent a letter for this. We, one. Did. we not, did. Not for that one. But we we did send. We did send for one the letter. first. Yeah. For the first one. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I, in that type of market, honestly, it's it's about the dollars. Right. Nobody really. All that sentimental stuff, nobody really cares about that. 
Because especially when people are, are out to get an extra 50, 60, 70, almost $100,000 from um, what they listed. I mean, they didn't care less about how you feel about being in the house. Um, but again, it was just a one way of trying to um, persuade persuade the, the buyer yeah connect with the buyer and persuade them to to, to choose you choose your offer um with the for those that don't know about the va loan um this year actually the va loan um re removed its um its maximum loan amount so before the maximum loan amount used to be um depending on the area in this area it was only about six hundred thousand dollars now the va loan is zero percent down for how much you qualify for so the house the 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 price of the house doesn't matter anymore. There is no cap anymore on how much you could borrow for. No, not this year. I'm sorry. We're in 2022. End of 2021. 2021. Um, the VA took that took that limit off. So that was another um, another way to persuade us to go ahead and and, and, and purchase a property because we we could buy it anywhere essentially. I mean, we at one time we even talked about going to DC proper and looking for those oh, yeah. and for those type of properties. But because now that that restriction was removed, it gave us a lot of freedom to go ahead and. Um, to go ahead and and, and purchase in, in, in a more desirable neighborhood. And also, one house that we had was, you know, it, it was something I didn't know about the VA. So if you're buying a VA loan with a house that already has a VA loan, yep. you could adopt there and you could adopt that um, that home's interest rate and just roll over the remainder that you're borrowing for your, your VA loan interest rate. So, I mean, we saw this house. It was gorgeous. It was the only issue was the parking right outside of there were a couple things the backyard was super close yeah everything was yeah it was super close but i think the main thing we talked about was if we have visitors yeah it was what is that what is, uh a they pipe call it, stream or something? yeah a pipe stream um yeah a, a pipe stream or a pipeline neighborhood so there's a lot of these neighborhoods so we're in uh kind of the fairfax county of virginia and basically what it is is it's a a smaller road um, that leads to the back of like basically maybe behind a few other houses and back there there's normally like maybe three or four other houses that branch off um, and we looked at another house that we were like oh maybe but it was the first time we had looked at a home uh, with our realtor and that type of kind of landscape and I think the one thing he kind of warned us about is those particular properties um, the maintenance from the county stops at where that street goes back. So basically it's up to you and your neighbors to like figure out how to plow like any snow, all that maintenance of your roads and things like that is up to you. And so for us, we were just like, okay. A little too complicated. A little too complicated if you don't like your neighbors. But the other issue I think that we thought about that house, because that house was, I think, way too much space than we needed. Yeah, I think huge. that's what it kind of came down to. And the style of the house at that price point i think we're we're at a place where you know we were willing to spend more money if it was basically moving ready that needed little to no renovations and i think that house the style was particularly outdated that that one was in the 700s that it was 750 yeah we would have eventually down the road wanted to do some sort of renovations but honestly for me the backyard it was like too close it was stone's throw yeah but but the main thing about the house was the that va loan so that that seller had a va loan on the house at like a 1.5 percent yeah. interest rate which was absolutely ridiculous i still don't know and they purchased that house relatively like recently so it was only about four or five years ago so they got an interest rate of one point something percent 
So we would have adopted that interest rate for the amount that they own. And I think they only owed about 600000 We would, And then whatever else we had, we would have offered, we would have got to add our interest rate, which was 2.5% or something. Something still low that we got. Um, so that would have made our our, um, our monthly payment even less. But again, we just didn't love that house. So that was an option. Um, and so we, at a certain point, kind of got... I would I don't want to say stuck, but we got fixated on a particular neighborhood that we liked. And I think hindsight's 2020 again. The neighborhood was nice. Again, this is where the Plaza Lane, the ranch house was. We started looking there. They had um these two level homes and at the time we were like we don't need a basement. Two levels is fine. This is great. Um and there was a particular style in that neighborhood that we liked. And we, you know, kept looking for houses and a few would pop up like one or two a week. Um, but they would always sell really quickly. And it varied between being fully renovated and not. And we couldn't figure out what was the like sweet spot between something that needed renovations and something that was renovated. Um, but ultimately, the house that we ended up purchasing, we I guess like this was listed and we weren't with our realtor. I think we had just looked at open houses and it was the same day that we went to the house that Jay was just talking about in terms of the VA loan. Um, We stopped in the particular house that we ended up with and it just seemed, I don't know, for me, it was just like, oh, okay, this is nice. And I think one of the huge selling points for the house was it has a basement. And we didn't think we needed a basement probably mm. until we walked into and thank God we got a this basement. house. <laughs> thank God we got a basement because the amount of stuff that we moved into this house with, <laughs> yeah, we definitely needed a basement. And we, in hindsight, I mean, if we would have got one of those ranches, it would have been a problem. We probably would have definitely had to sell that house because there was no way this stuff would We had to fit. sell a lot of stuff. Um, but the, you know, the market was going that once we walked into this house this was the time when the market the market around here was starting to calm down yes. um i guess people were trying just trying to move before school start and buy a house and people were trying to sell that house before school start and stop and, yeah yeah before school started and and the next school year started for their kids um because this is a big community where everybody's either in high school or middle school and their, their kids are in high school and middle school so um yeah we started to notice that you know houses weren't going off the market as fast so um houses were staying on a week a week longer and a week longer <laughs> in this area is a lot of, is a lot of time cuz these houses were going up one day and contingent or pending the next day yeah so you start noticing like okay it's calming down so we when we walked in here i remember telling the realtor like oh you are selling at a bad time cuz the market's starting to go down she she tried to hint at it like like she didn't want to say say anything cuz she knew you know they missed it. She knew she, she missed the mark a little bit, and did, f- with the history that we did, uh, we noticed that I guess they were doing some renovations, so they couldn't put it on the market as soon as they as soon as they wanted to. But she, you could tell her eyes that yeah, she missed the the sweet spot of getting exactly what she wanted for yeah um, for that property. But as soon as I walked in, I was like, yeah, I told her. I said, yeah, the market is starting to go down now. So so um, you know, we if we wanted something like this, we we would be primed to put in a, a decent offer. And we paid attention, too, because I think some of the things when we first started, we kind of looked at some of the houses that were uh, quickly going off the market. And I think I want to say we started our search probably like April, May time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started, you know, to have 
kind of honest conversations with our realtor who was like, look, you know, if you're not willing to do a conventional loan, you know, you need to start looking at the houses that sit a little bit longer. Do you remember the house (laughs) that was like back in the neighborhood? It had sat on the market for like the longest time. And I was like, we could work with this. Oh, oh, gosh. I think it was almost like 4,000 square feet or something. Yeah, it was a huge house and had sat on the market for the longest time and i think who knows it may still be on the market but i think it's sold i'm pretty sure it's sold this house i mean it was one that would have needed renovations um but clearly there were issues with the house um yeah the pictures look I mean, and thankful thankfully for our real estate experience that we've done in baltimore you can tell when pictures are pictures are taken a certain way um pictures are taken a certain way and you, you know you walk into a house and you're like, no, something. There's a lot of things going on in this in, in this property. One of it was foundations. You start taking coins to start to see is it like flat or do they start to roll? And you could see, oh no, there's something wrong with the foundation because the coins are rolling like the wrong way. Certain cracks in the basement and just shoddy reno- shoddy renovations, shoddy touch ups. Um, the house was gorgeous though. I mean, if done bones, right, if, yeah. if done right, it would have been. But at the price point that they wanted, you know, it and was they weren't at, willing to come down at all. It was out of our price range, um, and and then the neighboring houses were worth almost fifty, sixty thousand dollars more than than it was listed. So it it was down a little bit, but in in that market, everybody was everybody was just buying a property. So um, especially they were buying with no inspection and no other contingencies. Yeah, that that one wouldn't have been a, a good buy for us. But it was a very space wise, it was a huge house. It was, yeah, a it huge, was house. huge. Um, and so for this house, the house, our first house together, what we looked at was um, it's an older house. So built in the 80s. And so they did. I think they did basically the bare minimum, which was and the realtor really highlighted this. So like the bathrooms are not renovated, um, but they touched up the kitchen. So I think really just painted the kitchen cabinets new appliances, new countertops. So not a complete full renovation, but they touched it up enough that it looks really nice. It's, uh, you know, a nice touch to kind of modernize it for this day and age, like um, in terms of like the batten board and um, the white kitchen cabinets. Quartz countertops. Yeah, and a deep, nice like um, sink. But I think for us, what we looked at was, you know, moving into this house for us, like the only other thing we would potentially do long term is renovate the bathrooms and eventually and maybe renovate the kitchen to do a more open concept kitchen. And outside of that, everything else, the carpet's fine, although we're not a fan of the carpet in the high uh, traffic areas. (laughs) Um, But we have wood flooring, things along those lines, and it's just enough space for our family um and with a you know some room to grow and so i think what we liked is we've been able to have family over um and although it can be a little bit snug it's still a nice space to be able to host people and have people over um in that sense so uh for this house it was listed at 659 Oh, I'm, I feel where you're going. You go ahead, tell the story. So I know you wanted, you, we're gonna itching, we're gonna go to, to this them. one here. So it was listed at six fifty nine, um, and even though the market was slowing down, um, we still 
I mean, everyone was going above list price. So we um, made an offer at 687 with a contingency plan that we were willing to go up, I think, to like 725 or 710, something within that range. 710, yeah, it was 710. Um, and we were, we were comfortable with that price point. Um, and I think for us, what we did, though, is we put our bid in or we put our offer in basically Friday... Friday evening, Saturday, and we gave them 24 hours to respond. So we wanted a response by Sunday because we knew that basically what the realtors were doing were sitting and waiting to collect additional offers. And so we figured if we've made a competitive offer, unless you have something else on the table and you got a whole lot of traction, which we didn't think they had a lot of traction. When yeah, we, we looked get, at the open house. We, we could talk about open house. There was, you know, all open houses, they usually have a sign-in sheet. Nobody else was signed in. Um, we had a couple of people come in, but they, they were ha- a lot neighbors. of things that happened at the open houses, the neighbors want to see what was done to the houses being sold in the neighborhood, right? They want to make sure, like, all right, whoever's going to buy this house is not going to, um, is going to keep the property value at what it is because it affects their houses as well. Or if they're thinking about selling, okay, how much, you know, let's see what the neighbors did to their house. If I'm thinking about selling, we probably get more if these people didn't renovate and we did. Um, so we, when we came in here, we, we saw one of the neighbors that was here, the guy with 10 kids, clearly. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a whole nother, that's a whole nother story. Um, we saw him, but there was nobody else here at the open house. Um, and again, we we know. I told you what I told the realtor. We walked in here. We were like, and we kind of did a little conference in the, what is now the dining room, and we were like, yeah, we think we want to put an offer in this one. We walked into the backyard. It it fit, it, hit, it hit all the check marks. Um, and then yeah, like I said, we put out we put our offering for it was six eighty seven. Six eighty seven with a contingency to go up to about seven ten seven fifteen. So yeah, we did that, and we also highlighted. Look, you got to accept the offer by Sunday. So. We're expecting a call Sunday, and our realtor calls us. Mm. And what are you saying for? Go ahead. Ready for it? So he says that basically the listing agent has called and said, "Hey, we're excited. Let's you know, let's close this deal." But my client really likes the contingency offer mm. price. Don't so basically, they wanted the seven ten. And so, of course, our realtor said, show us the offers that get you to 710 <laughs> and we'll happily close at that price. Only to find out they had no other offers. No other offers. Um. <laughs> so not only had we bid, you know, 20 plus, almost 30,000 over, these people was greedy to try to ask for another whatever that is. And at that moment, I was ready to back out. Jay was pissed. I told my realtor, like, listen, that's it. I feel disrespectful. It was a disres- it was disrespectful. Um, I still think it was disrespectful. <laughs> I told my realtor, I said, you know what? Now nah, let's just pull out the deal. Um, he had to talk Jay from the from the ledge on that one. I was just in the closet, laying on the floor, like WTF, like, because in my mind, like, right, you, if you had other offers, then I can see you getting there. But like, what level of greed does there exist? Because we can see how much you paid for the house. And this house, for us, when we look at it, we could tell that at this point it had been a rental for this particular family. So, like, it's not your home. So you're not even essentially taking that money and then flipping it into another house. This has been a rental property for you for years. And you brought it less than, I want to say, 300000 Less yeah. than 300000 
and you're getting an extra close to 30,000 off of our offer alone, yet you still basically want another 30,000 from us. Like, yeah, that's why that's, that's exactly what I told her to like, listen, pull a contract out. They don't even, I, I didn't even, at this point, I don't even think they, we knew that they didn't have any offers, but I told them, listen, let's pull a contract. We just go find another house. I was fine with, you know, going to, to keep looking. Um, and, but he talked me down and was like, "Don't don't do that." And he's, he's in, and he was right. It's a negotiation. They got a right to say whatever they want. And I come back. We came back and said, "No, you're going to take exactly what what you still got." And we literally had about thirty minutes at that time because they yeah. they waited till about four thirty to give us the call, and we had about thirty minutes. And I told him like, it's, "You call him back. You tell him the time is ticking, five o'clock, and we we pull our off and we go look for another house." And we actually had another house that we liked. Was that the one in the, Sterling? The, the one over in uh, Reston Herndon area. So there was another house that we were comfortable with. It already had a fenced-in yard oh, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. dog, yeah, yeah, like a another. like a running oh, area. Yeah, that was a good, yeah. And so we literally had basically kind of game planned it that like let's put this offer in, and if that doesn't work out by five p.m. Sunday, we will put an offer on this other house because that particular property we had been told they were accepting offers until that Monday. Monday yeah. So we had already been like, okay, this is the way we're going to go. That's our number one choice, the number two choice. But these people. Yeah, I mean, once, like, I, like I said, that the, once the disrespect came, we just was like, you know what? Um, let's pull it. But again, Liz, Liz, <laughs> Liz and the realtor talked me down and was like, you know what? No, let's um, let's keep the offer. Wait till five o'clock and see what they say. Of course, I think it was like 4.59. He literally called and it was like they accepted the offer. Yeah, because um, number one, they had no other offers. And again, I think their realtor realized this and the market is going down. You're not going to get what you're not going to get anything any better offer than this, actually, because with the hist- historically, if something came back on the market or was on the market for um, after that week, after that week, oh, you're getting list price. And that's that's all you that's oh, all yeah. you're pretty much getting. Um, and initially with the offer, I, th- I thought about staying at was after six seventy because that's initially I didn't want to. Yeah, go that he didn't want to go that high. I didn't want to go that high, but um, I feel bad we went that high. But I mean, at this point, it is what it is. Um, but I will say, I think one of the things that our realtor did say was like, in that particular situation too, it's very unclear, right? the The listing agent could be saying my client where it could really be the listing agent trying to get more money for their client to see, would you nudge up a little bit? Would we have come back to be like, okay, fine, we'll do 700000 but we can't go to seven ten. But I would say I'm really happy that we stayed at our price point um, because even once we closed, we did already have essentially instant equity in the house. Um, and we've been in the house since July, and its current estimated sales price is seven twenty. So for us, even though yes, six eighty seven was on the higher end, we already have a decent amount of equity that's already built into the house. Given you know, and I think that was one of the things that we talked about was: is this a potential bubble in the sense that housing prices are going to drop dramatically? Um, and we talked to our realtor about that, and I think there were a lot of kind of discussions about you know comparing the previous bubble that this is not a bubble that basically yes there'll be a basically a plateau where these houses sit at this price point for some years and they won't uh they won't increase as quickly but this is kind of where the market is and is probably going to stay um 
especially given you kind of see the the limited amount of space in this area. So you see right now a lot of properties that go up are those townhomes because there's not enough space to build these single family homes anymore. You have to go out further. And so you calculate like commute times, everything else. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. I think we actually did buy, we got like the right house for us. Um, we're close to some major highways. We're really close to our son's school. Um, and so that's really nice. Um, and there's kids in the neighborhood, which was something that he was looking for. Um, and then overall, I think for us, this just, it feels like home. And I think that's what you want when you, you close on a property is you feel like, oh, this is home. This is a nice property. And everybody seems to have their own space and their own bit of happiness uh, in the house, which is really nice. Absolutely. And again, the most important part, paying just as much as we almost just as much as we're paying for rent so um that kind of is a wash so um better that we own something than you know we preach ownership all the time but better that we own something than, than paying paying rent especially when it's a the, almost the same amount so yeah and i think we look too because i mean we've been open our goal is to get uh overseas that we do like that this house it's um such a good area that we think we'll have no issues renting it and we'll also likely profit um in terms of rentals um because at least i think the last i checked is about 32 to 3500 starting price to rent a home this size so i think even for us looking at it that way that's a nice you know hey we haven't put um, money into it to renovate it exactly the way we want it so we are comfortable with renting the property um, but knowing that our mortgage will be covered and we get a little bit of money extra is a nice added bonus. Absolutely. Um, so that's our story about how we survived the housing hunger games uh, in this <laughs> lovely area of Virginia. Um, but for anyone out there looking to purchase, you know, definitely take your time. Uh, try to minimize the best you can the pressure that can come with uh, the housing market. And I will say we did an inspection for our purposes. So um, that was something that we weren't willing to give up because we wanted to know what we were walking into. Even though we weren't necessarily going to, you know, purchasing the house wasn't going to be contingent on what we found in the inspection, but we still wanted to have an idea of what were some of the issues that the house potentially had um, just in case, you know, it, anything major came up then, um, you know, we would, we would still be able to, to fix it. And we even had a, a little a way to back out of the, if it was too bad, we had a little, had a little way to back out of the, the, the purchase of the house too. Um, but thankfully nothing was, you know, nothing on the inspection before it came back, came back too, too bad. So we give them a little tip about that with the, <laughs> oh, so um, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and expose that. So the final thing, right? If you are, if you're buying a, pr a home with uh, a, like a homeowners association, um, in Virginia at least you have three days after the inspection and you still can back out of purchasing that property as long as you let them know that you know you're not a, you're not in line your, your beliefs are not in line with the association itself so basically um, you need to line up try to line up your inspection to coincide with when you get the HOA um, the documents documents so, so you get the so what this person did and they they knew I, I, the realtor, their realtor was smart because she sent the HOA documents immediately after we signed the contract. You have three days after you get the HOA documents to 
to to disagree with the HOA documents. You can find anything you don't like in there and just say, you know what, I don't like this clause in the HOA documents and yeah, I don't want to go forward with this purchase. So what we did, we lined up our inspection immediately after. Um, and then that's the benefit of having a good realtor, right? We lined up the inspection immediately after uh, signing the contract. We got the documents, got the inspection done. We saw the, there was nothing, nothing, um, nothing extreme on the inspection report, you know, and we went on and closed the house. Right. But that also protects you, even if it's information purposes only. I mean, think about, too, like if you walked into a house that needed major work and there were some things you couldn't fix, sometimes it's, it's OK to walk away, even if you're losing that deposit as much as that sucks. I mean, you don't want to end up in a house that's going to basically be, you know, uh, a money hole um, because you didn't do an inspection. The moment you walk into the house, things are falling apart because, like we said, people can do really, like, crummy work to just kind of get the house on a market and get it sold and not do everything that's right. Um, so all in all, I would say, you know, take your time you know and really you know that's your money going into that house so don't let the hype of what the market is and the fear that like nothing's going to be available the right house is going to be available you have to be patient in the process um and really kind of take your time with it but i agree thanks for tuning in we're looking forward to seeing you or talking to you next time <laughs> have a good one